Hi everybody, welcome to the BirdCast. This is an audio version of the different discussions, videos, and interviews that are done by the Birdville Nest digital learning team from Birdville ISD in Fort Worth, Texas. Our mission is to empower teachers to develop innovative lessons that create powerful learning experiences for every student that walks into a Birdville ISD school. We're excited to share our training and learning that we have developed in this podcast. So come and join us on this learning journey. Hey, everybody, this is episode three of the Birdville Digital Learning Podcast, and we are going to be talking about what exactly is a digital learning specialist. Okay, we're here. Hey, I'm Taylor, and we're here talking about digital learning. Andrea's here. Hi, Andrea Gray. Andrea covers elementary, I cover secondary, and we do a lot of things in between. But we wanted to come into this and start to just talk about what is a digital learning specialist. We've been kind of doing tech support and kind of putting band-aids on things with COVID. And so we wanted to redefine and reimagine about what we're, what we're doing. So what, how would you define it, Andrea? What is a digital learning specialist? Well, you know, I think maybe a good place to start would be to just kind of chat about what we've experienced with things in the past. Like I've, this is my 16th year in Birdville. So I've seen a wide range of what a digital learning person might do. So when I first started in the classroom, we had, um, it's, I'm not even sure what that stands for. Instructional it's. technology specialist. So that that sounds better than the clown that I was thinking about oh. from Stephen King. So <laughs> no, no, they weren't quite like that. Yeah. They were very nice people. Um, but they were, um, they had a lot of struggles, I guess, because I had one desktop yeah, and, not much. Yeah, and an iPad to share among all of my students and a cow that we could check out um, computer on wheels for yeah. those of you that weren't familiar with the cow. The cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best part of the cow in this in this school I worked in was pushing it down the hall and mooing at the students <laughs> to get them out of the way. <laughs> it was the best part probably it because... Because yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, you know, I, I tried it once. I was in the classroom for nine years as a classroom teacher and tried out the cow one time because got it in there. It had enough for everybody, but only half of them worked. And even the ones that did work didn't stay charged very long. So Mm -hmm. you had to be up against the wall, (laughs) you know, so it it didn't work out very well. But um, those people were uh, the digital learning specialists at the time, the it's people were very helpful when I needed it for things like how I was going to use the computer. Um, but when it came to integrating things with my classroom, there were just so many barriers. Yeah. So what were your experiences at first? You know, it was funny because our the school that I was in before coming to Birdville made the decision to go one-to-one without making the having the infrastructure to actually do it. I mean, they had an IT director and they had an IT support to take care of the cows and and that type of thing. But we had no devices in the classroom outside of the teacher device. We had a teacher laptop and a teacher desktop. That was, the desktop was connected to the, the projector, but that was it, the cows and, and the computer labs. And so then they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to go one-to-one. And there was a guy who, um, his name was Josh, and he was awesome. He was an elementary guy before, and then they kind of brought him on as a pseudo-tech coach. But he ended up being more kind of, 
the the bearer of bad news when it came to technology like instead of the IT director anyone else talking coming in and and saying anything he would be the one to kind of come and field the questions and I think that there was a lot of potential there for his job and like his what he did kind of creaked the door open because I eventually a few years later became the technology coach but so he kind of opened it enough for us to establish it down the road but there was there's this huge need, but no one knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It was our parents, because it was a private school, the parents want prestige. Okay, so we're going to bring Max for everybody or do something like that. But what about the teachers who have been working on Dell PCs that are mm-hmm. older than dirt? How is that going to make things different? So it caused a lot of, I mean, it. it I'm thankful for it because it opened up opportunity for me to kind of fit myself into that, sure. into that role. But there was no real... It was kind of just you figure it out on your own and go off your own experience of, you know, well, what are you doing? And, oh, I saw someone do a Prezi. That's cool. My kids will be entertained by that for a day, you know, and (laughs) there wasn't anything else like that. So it, I feel like that if I was teaching now, Mm. like if I was in the classroom right now, the way that it is here in Birdville, that my classroom would look totally different. Like... I, I did have a class for a few years of one-to-one and I did completely shift everything from, you know, that memorize and cram and test sort of format to uh, project-based learning. And it was awesome and it was horrible at the same time. But I think that that's where I would probably head more and I would be like knocking on your door, Andrea, if you were my DLS <laughs> and saying like, I need some project ideas or we want to do this or I need more personalization i need to do more i need to give them more to do and we mm-hmm. need to figure this out what about you in thinking well, about I your think, teaching yeah i think we're seeing more of that now uh i think we've all been forced to to learn a lot this year and so we're seeing a lot more of uh teachers reaching out to plan lessons which is what a digital learning specialist really does yes we also do some fixing kind of things here and there but really what our job role is is to go in and help you plan lessons. And I think we're seeing a whole lot more of that. We started with baby steps, like how does, where do I click and how do I build a lesson and how do I turn this worksheet into something digital? Yeah. Um, and now we're moving more into creation and improving communication and things like that. Yeah. So that's really exciting. I think next year is going to be huge. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, and this is a perfect time to plug our help desk. If you are not familiar with the help desk, you should call them <laughs> 5888. They are excellent in getting things done and supporting if you are a Birdville ISD uh, employee need help on that because you're right we are we're here for instruction and you know if you look up you go to different websites of um, colleges that have masters of educational technology and it says with this degree you can and it's like a list of 10 or 12 different things because it can range from it's not just pigeonholing you into what we do as digital learning, technology coach, whatever you want to call it, um, but instructional design. I mean, there are companies all, all the time looking for instructional designers that are, they have content, they, they have to get trained out to people, and they need someone to, to write it, to put it together, and to implement it, and that's, it's, that's a big part of it, too, and it's mm-hmm. pretty cool to, to be in a field that's so um, diverse, but I think, yeah, m- moving away from being that tech support, which 
we served our purpose, right? We're here to fill the yeah. gaps. Well, and I'll tell you right now, anytime a tech support kind of question comes my way, most of the time I have to ask somebody because that's not where I specialize, right? That's right. There's so. only a certain limit. You know, you reach a certain <laughs> point and then it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know that rule. I don't have that power on the yeah. network. I don't, I don't have that ability um, in that. So what did, okay, what is the important piece that you learned this year because we went from five devices mm. essentially in the classroom on in in February of 2020 to every student in every classroom having a device some having hotspots at their house and being completely one to one by April mm -hmm. like it was a huge change and there was the emergency remote uh, plan that happened because going from the way it's always been to fully online is is a huge change but like even from a year from a year ago we turned one to one and we've only really had minor training about one to one if any if, right if yeah. any if any so that's a huge huge element the importance of this position like i feel like i'm in a job interview the reason a digital yes, learning I know. <laughs> specialist is important is but like i mean what do, you, what do you think about that? And where we've been over the span of the year, we haven't really done what we are meant to do, but we've True. filled gaps that needed to be filled that we, did, that we didn't know were there. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I think um, teachers still don't either. Here's what I'm seeing. Either we're tired of technology altogether and we're ready to throw it in the trash and just do what we've always done because we're stressed out. We are. Or... It's so hard to plan both online and face-to-face -face instruction, so we're just going to put everybody on the computer, even if they're in the classroom, all day long. And we get it. It's, I mean, good grief. Planning for both. Oh, man. Insane. To teach at the same time? Crazy. Uh, that's craziness. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are heroes. So, yes. um, But I think that we're getting closer to, well, maybe we can just use them some of the time mm. when it's appropriate in a station rotation of some sort, or just when I need to look something up like I would in the real world, Yeah, you know, it's available yeah. and everybody has one. Right. So I, they don't have to take turns anymore. I don't have to try to figure out who, you know, who's had the most time on it or however that works. But yeah. I think we're getting there. I think those kinds of ideas are finally spiraling around. I agree. I agree. There's, it's, it's the shift, you know, there's lots of good things that have come you know, we like to call it forced innovation. April 2020, so true. it was forced innovation. Teachers who didn't want a device in the classroom had to have one. Teachers who didn't want to use Canvas or the cloud had to do it because there was no other choice. The file cabinets were locked up in the school and you couldn't go in there. Mm -hmm. So you had to be uh, had to be online. But now we're coming into this motion where now what's next? What's the next step for for learning and it is really kind of stepping aside as a teacher I think and becoming that that facilitator that's walking alongside the students because the it was a humbling moment I'll share you this it was a humbling moment when I stood in front of my class my eighth graders I was teaching you know social studies religion and I made a statement that I had made for years I'd made the same statement over and over again and I made it and one of my students like was on his computer and raised his hand 
And it was like, Mr. Williams, that's not correct. <laughs> and it was at that moment I was like, oh, man, okay, I don't hold it anymore. Yep. It's not yep. my information to, to tell. I cannot stand up there and tell them that 2 plus 2 is 5. And why would and, you? You know, and yeah. yeah, and so why would I? That's That was one of the moments that sparked like, okay, I'm not going to do a test anymore. I need to see their process of learning rather than their summative culmination mm-hmm. of it. So Yeah. I, I was hesitant to let elementary students go like let go of that control a little bit and see what they can do especially in the really young grade levels but here recently some teachers are trying it and loving it because once you step back and just watch them go and see where it leads and kind of use those teachable moments as they come teaching is way more fun oh yeah and the kids learn more was it isn't it Catelyn Tucker who says it's either her or someone else one of our friends from the 12 days that says like you know, the person doing the most learning should be the one doing the most work. It's very true. And the 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 models from the past that aren't aren't there because it's so focused on that kind of industrial model, fitting in a box, doing it the right way, and only the right way without choice and all that stuff. And that's more on the teacher trying to sure. herd cats essentially to fit into a single sort of direction. I know I'm being over dramatic on that. <laughs> No, well, have you ever been to pre-K on day one? Oh man, well, yeah, I, yeah I've got that's pre- hurting cats that's, for sure. That's true. Yes, that's true. So, if we could define after everything that we've talked about, mm. a digital learning specialist, and we'll expand it out. Though that's what we're referred to here in Birdville. But if you're not a part of Birdville ISD, you might have a technology coach, you might have an instructional technology coach, you might have mm-hmm. an ed tech coach. Mm-hmm. There's lots of names. Innovation Coach. There's a district south of us in uh, in Waco. Shout out to Midway ISD, and they are digital and innovative learning coaches. So there's lots of names for what we do. But if you if we could just an elevator definition mm-hmm. of a digital learning specialist, what do you what 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 what's your take? Well, I think that we are the support that you need when you want to try something new. So I like the innovation coach or whatever the title that you just said. I like that idea because it doesn't always have to do with technology. Right. Sometimes it does, but we want to help you find when that's appropriate and when it's a value add. Oh. So we're here to support you and help you come up with ideas and to troubleshoot when things don't go quite the way you thought they would. Yeah. Um, and kind of do a little PLC with you. So let's try something different. Yeah. Help you find a new way to do something. Absolutely. Uh, one of our one of our teammates, Trista, she always defines it as, "I'm a teacher, but I have more time to do all the research in the in the things mm. that I want to do." Right? We're the ones that we can come to you to bring that support, like like you said, Andrea, and to help you think beyond the stresses of the classroom every day, and to be able to support in that. Whether it is a simple thing like moving from a paper worksheet to an on, some sort of an online experience or where you want to take an old research paper activity or project that you've always done and completely redefine it into this experience for the students to to work through. We're the ones that are there to be that resource. I mean, mm, it's, it's a good word. It's a, to be the, the, the resource. What's the guy's name? Uh, Bolin? John Bolin? Whatever. The quote is, uh, pedagogy's the driver. Technology is the accelerator. So even without us, teachers can do their job. Totally. Totally. But we 
come into play to bring that little that spice, that extra piece. Hey, okay, so the, the elementary team has been talking, and we're talking about how the content and the, what, you, what you guys do in the classroom is dinner, and we are the spice on top yes. of it. So you can get all the nutrition you need with a bland meal, but we get to add the spice to it. So yes. if you want to change it up and make it a little bit more exciting, maybe, yes. engaging, we're That's that, what we're here for. We're that bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce that, that exists in Kroger now. <laughs> the right? ramen packet, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> we could have the plain noodles, but we're that weird little packet of spice. You don't really know what it is yeah. or what you're going to get out of it. That's, That's awesome. a great way to put it. <laughs> Maybe we should release our own Robin. We need some ramen, ramen. shirts. Oh. Here we okay, go. Okay, look at that. Here comes our merch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's legal, but we could try. <laughs> All right. Well, as... I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I think just, we've defined it. You guys it. have done amazing things and we oh, man. are just blown away every day. And it's and it's it's exciting to see the potential of what could be next year. And oh, I'm so excited. That being able to I mean cuz I know that from our perspective, it's been hard to just be in the office and do the Zoom things. And we have no room to talk, right? Because <laughs> we're working with teachers and adults who understand and you know, you're you're able to do your own thing and and to to tackle 200 students where half of them are online at the same time as your other half are in face to face is the hardest thing that you could do that you, a teacher could experience. But for us, it'll be really nice to be back, walk in your hallways and uh, planning with you. And yeah, we know you're very excited to have your kids all back with you, and there's going to be some awesome things we can try out next year. So yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Don't fear the Chromebooks. They are, they're valuable. Don't throw them away. Don't we, throw them away. <laughs> we know you're tired, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's we'll going to help. Be good. That's what we're here for. We're here to help you figure out how to make those uh, friends again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was, there was one time, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep going because we can't, but uh, I'm, I was at a swim lesson for my daughter. I was sitting next to a guy who's a veteran teacher, like 25 years AP US history, kind of the teacher of teachers. He had that, you know, that mm-hmm. air. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm a, I'm a digital learning specialist. I help teachers bring technology into the classroom. And apparently he was writing a book on the dangers of technology and, in the classroom. <laughs> Swim lesson. Who knows what happens? But uh, so he asked the question. He's like, how can you justify putting technology that is so distracting in front of a student in a learning situation and the thing the the first thing that popped into my head is that i said was my job isn't to put anything in front of the students that's your job my job is to make your job easier because if you've got 200 students and you've got 400 quizzes wouldn't it be nice to have a robot grade those for you sure and save that time and he kind of sat back because he was already geared up and it He kind of sat back and he's like, I never thought about it that way. (laughs) Well, let's talk about the real problem with that. Right. If the, if the Chromebook is a distraction, then the learning that you're providing is not engaging enough. Yep. They are looking for something else. There's something else there. Right. Just, just like the student who questions, right? If it's not engaging, they're going to look somewhere else. And you're always going to have a squirrely one that needs to look at YouTube all the time because they're addicted to it yep my son is one of those (laughs) shout out (laughs) yeah hello i know that world but if his assignment his activity is engaging enough and meets it's relevant to him yes 
then he's not distracted. Right. He's not. So let's talk about the real problem. Let's there. talk about yeah. that problem and let's yeah. help. That's where we're here to help. Yeah. We can, we can bring on that perspective and have those opportunities because yeah. it's, it's sometimes it's as simple as just shifting your perspective just a little bit to the left and seeing what could happen. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Birdcast. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you are accessing this content so you can always be connected to The Birdville Nest. If you want to know what's going on or get connected better, you can follow us at Birdville Nest on Twitter. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time.